Salutations, my friends. And thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noisera, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer, and I have titled this episode, Trafficking in Souls, Annihilating Nature, and Off-World Preparations. Why? Well, because it's the season finale, and I'm not really necessarily sure how to summarize talking about everything we've talked about for this entire season. We're going to be talking about the new slave trade, the straight pride parade, and how it's pissed off the entire LGBTQ community, as well as the idea of creating a breakaway civilization. That's right. Uh, But before we do, a few quick updates for you guys. Make sure you download seasons 5 through 7. i got to clear them off to make way for seasons 9+. plus. Um, Also, we will be doing a store-wide sale because a lot of people ended up liking it. we got a few people buying the t-shirts. I hope you guys... Uh, use hashtag disobey brother hashtag liberation legion when taking your pictures with them um, a decent amount of people like the postseasonal sales so we're going to continue it basically for the next two to three weeks uh, we're going to keep the same promo code liberation legion to get 20% off store wide store wide uh, and for exclusive members you guys get 30% off because of your discount so that's what's crazy we're, we're doing all this stuff uh because of your guys' continued support, and I think it's just it's just crazy in general. Uh, but before I do, I want to say one more thing, and then I'll start the episode. You know, like trying to wrap up the season, I was trying to think of like different things to say, and all I could think to do is summarize the series of events and topics that we've discussed. And bear with me because it's a pretty elaborate list. You know, we've, we're talking about pedophilia, immigration, mental illness, forward slash mental health, drug decriminalization or legalization, medical tyranny, forward slash freedom, the social credit score system, information manipulation, social engineering, radicalization of ideologies, uh, extremists turning into accelerationists, regime change, destabilization, sauce forms of racism and population control, also known as eugenics, as well as pseudo-environmentalism. We've discussed a lot of things in this season, and it's because of you guys and the content that you want to hear, that you want to hear us put out for you. And all I can really keep saying is thank you guys for allowing me to have this opportunity. Thank you for allowing me to be in your life. And if you pay attention, at the very, very end of the episode, I've wrote out a speech to where I can properly properly say thank you to you guys. And with that being said, let's start the show. Salutations, my friends, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noisera, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer, and guess what? It's the Season 8 finale. Yeah, I was trying to do uh, uh, a, a more exclusive thing, you know, where we where we were simulcasting, uh, we had all kinds of other cool things going on, uh, but we know how that works. Looks like we're just going to be ending up streaming this transmission uh, and also simulcasting it. On Block Talk Radio. Uh, and that's a cool thing because we need to expand. We need to figure out how to get this stuff down so we can move forward into the future and improve our overall work. Uh, but that's another discussion for another day. You know, we've been over here uh, trying to figure out how we're going to talk to you guys. How are we going to break this down? It's a season finale with so much going on. How do you really take a step back and say, let's take a break? You know, I was going through looking at some of our older episodes. Some of the names of them, the Transhuman Reality, Terraforming Earth, uh, the Occult World Series, because I'm looking at all the other seasons and the episodes that we have to take off 
uh, to make room for future seasons. And it just it, it, it blows my mind to see how much work and things we've truly accomplished uh, and, and, and what all we still have to do, you see. It's, it's season 8, 2019, but it feels like this is the forever game because it's not going to slow down. Uh, the, more I, the more I become more focused in this, the more I realize it's not going to slow down. The only thing that's going to slow down uh, is me. I'm going to have to intensify as we have. We have to amplify all that we're doing. How do you how do you how do you intro the season finale? You know, I wanted to go down to the border to be honest, uh, to broadcast down there to show you guys what was going on, to connect again with some more people, to interview some uh, some of the connections that we have there, uh, to release more of the information. I have so much stuff basically queued up for you guys that it's crazy for me to think about how do you slow it down? How do you shut it down? At the end of this transmission, I'll be able to. I I I I, I want to say thank you to you guys, and I wrote out like a cool little speech. Uh, so I could not screw it up, uh, but I, I want to say thank you to you, the audience, for giving me the uh, the opportunity to, to do all this type of stuff. You know, you've got to realize we've only been doing this for about four to five years now, uh, actively being digital and doing all this different type of work for about maybe three to uh, three to four, and it's just it's just crazy to see the growth, uh, and that's really because of you guys' continued support your listens, your contributions, the exclusive members, uh, and just really being here. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm reviewing, again, all the stuff that we're doing. I'm looking at how they're, they're, I'm looking at how people have supported us. I'm looking at the kind of people that we're having on, the type of work that we're doing, the, the, the ways that it's reaching, the things that we have queued up. It's all fascinating. It's all mind-blowing, and it really is uh, due in large part to you, to you listening right now. Uh, and you don't think that your two seconds has validity, that it has power. But I'm, I, I assure you, my friends, it truly does. And I couldn't be any more grateful. You know, there's, there's, there's no way for me to say, oh, look, we're ending season eight. Thank you for giving me all of your time, energy, and attention. Let's change the future. I'll see you in a few. There's no way for me to say that uh, effectively without conveying like the importance of it all. I'll be saying stay safe a lot, too, because people have to understand the times that we're moving into, they're incredibly difficult. They're strange. They're difficult. Uh, they're meant to be tumultuous, testing you in so many different ways. And that's why it's imperative that we really understand what's going on. Uh, <laughs> it really is crazy what's going on these days, you know. I want to say one more thing. I'll shut up after that, and then you know we'll 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 start the show. You know you have to understand that it truly is a battle of wills at this point, and that willpower and time is what will tell us where we'll end up in this matrix. You know if 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 you can't tell that agendas are being deployed left and right, all with the attempt to ensnare us into a sticky web of an ongoing deception, then you then 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 you will fall prey. And that's exactly what we're doing here. You know, I, I, I do all this research. I try to compile it. I try to put it together. And I try not to sound like a crazy person. Uh, but it's not me that's crazy. It's the times that truly are. When you take a step back and you really uncover what's going on, it's the times that's crazy. Not us. And with that being said, let's start the show. The season 8 finale of Factions of Freedom. So what's going on in the news? Why are we titling this segment... Trafficking in souls. I'm talking about the new slave trade. New slaves are in debt, not chains. Don't worry, they're still selling African child brides on Fedbook. We've reported on that, unfortunately. 
Human trafficking is a huge thing. Why are we talking about trafficking in souls? Look at what's going on in the border. Look at what's going on everywhere. Social credit score system. The mark of the beast being erected, being beyond 1984. But why is this so important? Why, why, why are we talking about the idea of trafficking in human souls? It's because, <laughs> and we'll get into this later on in the transmission, Hillary Clinton's own brother died this past weekend. As we were recording last week's episode, Hillary Clinton's brother, Tony Rodham, died after investigations into human trafficking surfaced. Oh, but don't worry. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Linda Collins, a former senator of Arkansas, was murdered in her own home after uncovering government child trafficking ring. So my logical collusion or logical conclusion is that government officials are involved in human trafficking and they need to legalize their activities. That's what's going on right now. Trafficking in human souls. Look at what's happening. The border situation. And we talked about this prior to Trump even coming into the office, that this was the whole point behind it, that they wanted to create a situation to where we called for the border where we called for our own control, our own enslavement. Everybody understands this, that the wall is not only to keep them out, but it's also to keep us in. Yes, we get that. Now that we're past beyond, now that we're past 1984, now that we're, we're past the creation of the wall, now what? You see, what does that society look like? That extreme police state that's just on the horizon. You know, I want to play for you guys a quick clip. Uh, the, the other week, and we'll get into some of these articles after that, the other week Nancy Pelosi said that she wanted to see Donald Trump in chains. And for, uh, and she wanted to see him in chains. She wanted to see him in jail. And, you know, we sh we shouted lock her up, Hillary for, for prison. Yeah, we shouted all those different types of things. But now you have a lot of people within the Democratic Party here in America that have become radicalized. You have this impeach Trump movement gaining steam. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, God help her soul, looking like a skeleton out there, literally parroting this. These people are radicalizing a portion of the country uh, to essentially dethrone Trump, and I don't think they have like an effective solution as to who they're going to install after that or, or, or what's, what the country would look like if they were to take him down. Uh, I, I guess I just keep getting these images of Donald Trump or Biff Tannen in uh, <laughs> Back to the Future where you know he's going into his, 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 his tower, but there's people talking to him. But anyway, let me play for you guys this clip of, uh, what is this, CNN talking about how Nancy Pelosi wants to see Trump in prison. We are also watching another big story right now. It has to do with House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. She is still, just a quick update, she's still a no on impeachment. But she is offering up a new and, quite honestly, a pretty brutal idea of what she would like to see happen to President Trump. Behind closed doors, according to Politico, the Speaker of the House told other Democratic leaders, quote, I don't want to see him impeached. I want to see him in prison. Politico citing multiple Democratic sources familiar with that meeting. So, are Pelosi and her top committee chairs on the same page here? Well, here is how Judiciary Chairman Jerry Nadler put it last night to CNN. Are you on the same page with the Speaker, Nancy Pelosi, when it comes to impeachment? As I said, we are launching an, uh, an inquiry now, and whether we'll launch an, uh, uh, an impeachment inquiry um, uh, it may come to that. Okay. We are also watching it, another big... It, anyway, so you have Jerry Nadler talking about how uh, impeachment inquiries will take place 
if that if it comes to that. So how does this tie into trafficking in souls? Uh, Democrats trafficking in, 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 in the migrants at the border, uh, what this means for the country and what's what, what, what's going on. Now, I'm not going to be like some of these, these, these crazy people over here saying Donald Trump is a gift from God and all this other stuff, saying that he's delivered us from the globalist, blah, 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 blah. What he's allowed for, though, is for us to have a conversation about the, 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 the situation at the border. This has been going on for a while, uh, since Pancho Villa, since like, uh, the Civil War, since all kinds of different times throughout our history. Why is it an issue now? Is because we're having this discussion about regionalism, nationalism, and globalism. How is this tying into trafficking in souls? Well, look at the UN Migration Pact. Right, the idea behind that was so that they could literally give—not literally, but make it a law to where people were unable to criticize migrants of other countries. They considered it hate speech, and at the same time, it gave the legal right for migrants to travel to other places. Now, uh, another video I want to play for you guys is of uh, a, a reporter walking up to a California official talking about the idea of giving illegal aliens health care, trafficking in souls. So what I'm essentially trying to allude to you guys is that they're aware of the migrant caravan. That's why they didn't want you to pay attention to it. They're aware of the human trafficking. They're aware of being able to bring in this voter block, uh, a specific demographic of people who will vote into a certain political category and how they will have them forever. They're aware of that. The Democrats or even the Republicans, a certain part of, of, of the system is aware of that. You see, useless eaters, right? Voters, that's all they need. Bodies. And they need these people from foreign countries to come in to fill the positions that we don't. And let's not even get, let's not even get started on, on, on the robots and what happens after that. But once they have enough people in here, in the system, they can overwhelm it. That's already happening at the border. It's already going to happen here in welfare. I mean, look at the homeless situation. Uh, look at look at just look at our current socioeconomic situation, and we're bringing in more people. Now, uh, people who will profiteer off of this, you see, uh, politically speaking, are more so people on that side. But I digress. Let me let, let me let me pull that let me pull that video up for you guys, uh, and then I'll read this article of California mulling the idea of. Uh, paying for health benefits for some illegal aliens. Let's take a listen. Scott Wiener? Yes, hi. Hi, nice to meet you. How are you? I'm good. I was wondering, can I just ask you a quick question? Sure. While we walk. Um, so I was wondering how you feel about some of these Democratic candidates that are supporting free health care for illegal immigrants. I'm sorry, what are you talking about? Um, how Ga like Gavin Newsom as well as like Kamala Harris and Joe Biden are saying that they want to provide free health care for illegal immigrants. Uh, we should be providing health care for everyone because health care is a fundamental human right. So I think that's a pretty core value for our country. Mm -hmm. yeah. But if we can't even provide health care for Americans, why should the taxpayer be providing it for those that are here uh, illegally? We be providing it for everyone, and so that's a oh. core value. So Hi, how are you? <laughs> yeah. but how are you doing? Great. So there you have it for everyone, even if we can't afford it, we're going to give it just to everyone. Signs don't add up. Democrats choose illegal aliens over Americans. Crazy. Scott Wiener? Yes, hi. Hi, nice to meet you. How are you? Crazy. I'm good. Democrats choose illegal aliens over Americans. Uh, and this is essentially what you see happening in California. This is what you see happening all across the country, right? And we've spoken about this before, how they're going to be the new protected class. They're going to be the ones that have the social, the social credit score, the universal basic income, 
uh, all of our taxpaying dollars are going to go to the illegal aliens. We are essentially going to prop them up, and we're going to be sucked dry. That's what it's looking like. Trafficking and souls, they need these people in here so that they can institute the next part of the agenda. I've, I've broken this down time and time again, you see, because the programming is not working on so many Americans here to a degree that they have to get a whole new uh, unaware, uneducated block of people who don't see what's going on so that they can carry out this agenda that they need. You see here, let me get into this article. Uh, this is from the Daily Sheeple. It's by Sean Walton. We put this up June 10th. It says, uh, California will become the first state to to pay for some adults living in the country illegally to have full health benefits as the solidly liberal bastion continues to resist the policies of Republican President Donald Trump's administration. Democrats in the state legislature reached an agreement Saturday or, or, or Sunday afternoon as part of a broader plan to spend $213 billion of state and federal tax money over the next year. The legislature is expected to approve the deal this week. The agreement means low-income adults between the ages of 19 and 25 living in California illegally would be eligible for California's Medicaid program, the, state, the Joint State and Federal Health Insurance Program for the Poor and Disabled. Only those in that age group whose incomes are low enough to qualify for the program would get the health benefits. State officials estimate that the group will be about 90,000 people at a cost of $90 million, $98 million per year. The state Senate had wanted to expand the proposal to include adults 65 and older, but the Newsom administration argued it would cost too much. Quote, California believes that health is a fundamental right, said State Senator or State Senator Holly Mitchell, a Los Angeles Democrat who led the budget negotiations. The move is also part of a larger effort to make sure everyone in California has health insurance. The proposal also makes California the first state in the country to help middle-income families pay their monthly insurance premiums. It means family of four earning as much as six times the federal poverty level, or more than $1,500 or $150,000 a year, would be eligible to get 100, 100 bucks a month from the government to help pay their monthly insurance premiums. Uh, but to pay for it, the state will begin taxing people who don't have health insurance. It's a revival of individuals mandate penalty that had become law nationwide under former President Obama's health care law until Republicans in Congress eliminated it as part, as, as part of the, the, the 2017 overhaul of the tax code. So essentially what this is, is, is health care for all. Health care for all except for Americans. I'm like, how do, how do homeless people and illegals get health care? But the average American has like to pay like out of the out of the out of the rear end, like that's crazy to me. You see, so you have Nancy Pelosi saying she wants to get rid of Trump because well he's exposing all this stuff that's going on. This is their backbone. This is how they make a lot of their money. Oh the demographics. Oh the demagoguery. Oh all of this. Right. You have Nancy Pelosi saying she wants to see Trump in chains, put him in jail. Uh, California saying that they want to give health benefits to the illegals. And this is what's going to happen. This is a part of the North American Union. This is a part of the collapse of the borders. You know, to where we're all just part of this borderless world, right? But, but, but people don't believe the fact that more... And people don't believe the fact that more illegals are coming. People don't believe the fact that this is becoming like a crisis and an epidemic on so many different, on so many different levels. Something happened last week. Uh, and I wanted to bring this up with you guys, and this shows why we need to really talk about what's going on, uh, why there's an issue, why there's a situation at the border, why we're talking about human trafficking, the idea of trafficking in souls, legalized human trafficking, and illegal trafficking, is because of this, right here. 
put this up June 7th. It's from your newswire. It says Mexican border crisis. ISIS fighter admits jihadis planned to enter the U.S. That's right. We have ISIS fighters here in, in the U.S. No, I'm not talking about the New Mexico jihadis or the ones that they found in Alabama. I'm just saying that they found some ISIS fighters down there at the, at the southern border. And they're like, yeah, no, we're, we're, we're coming into America. Let's play this video. Year. The acting commissioner of Customs and Border Protection says we are in a full-blown emergency and I cannot say this stronger. The system is broken and there's no end in sight. This migrant says he left Honduras because life there is very difficult. Another says Mexican officials let this group cross the border because they're peaceful. They shouldn't be able to walk through Mexico. If you look at that, that's really an invasion without the gun. And now reports indicate ISIS is eyeing America's southern border. Homeland Security today uncovered at least one plot to send ISIS fighters into the U.S. by way of the nation's poorest border with Mexico. We need Mexico to do more. Mexico offered to deploy thousands of National Guard troops to its border with Guatemala to help control the flow of migrants, but U.S. officials say that's not enough. The Hill reports the president is ready to declare a national emergency. Year. The acting commissioner of Customs yeah. and Border Protections. Uh, and I'll read this article after that. A national emergency because of what's going on down there. The system is broken. They're literally letting people out the sh out in the streets here in New Mexico and in, New and, uh, uh, in Texas as well. Uh, we, a few weeks ago, we, played for your, we, we went over the article uh, where our brilliant governor, Suzanne Luann Grisham, or Michelle Luann Grisham, decided to call up Colorado. She's like, hey, guess what? You have some migrants coming your way. And because Colorado's got all the attention on them, they say, thank you, Michelle. We can't really turn these people away. So now they have the migrants that are overwhelming us in Colorado. But because that's such a bright idea, our governor began to freak out again, saying, hey, look, we need help with this. She took the National Guard off the border, let all the migrants come in, shipped them to other parts of the country. Uh, and, and, and this is what we were trying to do with our story when we were breaking down uh, all the stuff with with. The, re the resettlement process and the transportation uh, centers with all these migrants, she thought it was a bright idea to send these people to other states that were unequipped to deal with this. And so now this is a real issue. And, and because we have a unique perspective here in New Mexico that the rest of the state or the rest of the country doesn't have, we're talking to people, you see. And people say, oh, this is racist. Oh, this is, this is bigoted. Oh, this is xenophobic. Oh, no one's illegal on stolen land. I get that. But... Again, no one's asking where these people are coming from. No one's asking what they're fleeing, what their expectations are, uh, who was funding this, and all these other questions. We're researched. I see how far. I see how these people are literally getting financed. It's like checkpoints. They get here and then they keep coming and going. That's why I'm like, there's a legal aspect of it, and then there's an illegal aspect of it. This is why we're being able to talk about the idea of trafficking in souls. Somebody's profiteering off of this. These people have to come somewhere. And it, it's, just, it's just crazy. Here, let me get into this article. And then for our audio and video listeners, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll pull up this, uh, this next video that shows people from the Congo coming in through the Rio Grande Valley. Now, again, this is crazy because we have people from the Middle East here. We have people from Africa here. We have people from uh, Mexico and South America coming into the country. And I think Snapchat just released a new filter. Let me get in this article. We put this up June 7th. It's from Your Newswire. It's by Baxter Dimitri. It says, Mexican border crisis. ISIS fighter admits jihadis plan to enter the U.S. 
A captured ISIS fighter has confessed that ISIS launched that ISIS launched a terror plot to cripple to quote cripple the U.S. economy by sending radical Islamic jihadists to Mexico to take advantage of the border crisis and illegally enter the United States from its southern border. Hold up, I gotta hold up. I have to pause right there. Hold up. So a few weeks ago, we we talked about how what how Antifa was out there trying to gu- trying to buy guns off of the cartel at the southern border and nobody talked about any anything about that the FBI busted Antifa trying to buy guns off of the off of the Mexican drug cartels at the southern border to stage a rebellion against the government and now we're hearing about what how ISIS is planning the very same thing sketchy let's continue Abu Abu Henrique who has dual Canadian and Trinidadian citizenship but was living in Syria at the time, says he was recruited by ISIS leaders because he could speak English. He was then told he could he would be smuggled from Central America to the U.S. by taking advantage of the crisis at the U.S.-Mexico border. His handlers told him that the mission was to attack financial institutions in the country. Members of the International Center for the Study of Violent Extremism, IC. SVE interviewed Heinrichi last month in Rojava, Syria, where he remains imprisoned, and their report was published Monday in Homeland Security. The U.S.-backed Syrian Democratic Forces, SDF, captured Heinrichi this year as they routed ISIS forces in, in Bagaus. He says, quote, The plan came from somebody from the New Jersey state of America. I was going to take the boat from Puerto Rico in Mexico. He was going to smuggle me in, according to Homeland Security Today. Henrique said he, his understanding was that ISIS was aiming to attack the New York financial sector. Quote, they wanted to use these people because they were from these areas, Henrique told the, told the team, meaning the, oper- the ISIS operatives could speak English and were familiar with North American landmarks. He added that he was not only Trinidadian recruited for the operation and that ISIS had sought commitments from others to, to quote, do the same thing. <laughs> The former ISIS fighter claims that he was never a willing participant in the terrorist plot. Quote, please be advised, I was not willing to do it, Heinrich told his interrogators, but this, is one of the, but this is one of their wicked, one of the plans that they had, and which I would like to think I foiled and, by, and, and planned by not being part of it. So essentially what they're trying to say is ISIS has multiple entry points, sending people to New York. Some of the sources that we were talking to in relation to these, 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 these resettlement centers and this processing stations, right? They're sending, sending them to places like California. They're sending them to places like New York. They're sending them to places like Colorado, Denver, Maryland, Pennsylvania, Ohio. They're sending them all over to unpopulated and populated areas to integrate. And I know... Uh, people say, oh, you're being paranoid. No, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be prepared and be informed. I've talked about the sleeper cells that are out there. We played for you guys the videos of people who are literally training uh, uh, to, 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 to carry out these missions. Like, it's just crazy. <laughs> it truly is crazy. This next video I'm going to play for you guys has no sound, but I'm going to go ahead and roll it anyway for posterity's sake. Uh, and right here, it's from Shepard Ambellis of IntelliHub. It says, Ebola carriers... U.S. Border Patrol agents apprehend a large group of African migrants from the Congo region. They put this up June 6th. Uh, and why is this important? Why are we talking about Ebola? Because at Ebola, Congo, Africa, migrants. Why is this important? What has Bill Gates been doing over there in Africa? With, with Zika, with Ebola? What is going on with that? 
Look at how these people freaked out about this little measles scare that took place this year. You don't think that this is going to have them just like hair trigger ready with the vaccines that just come after people? You see? And again, you have people who are emotionally triggered right now, volatile and off of the off of the charts. Uh, they see this type of stuff. They're going to think this is racist. They're going to go and liberate them. I, 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 I crap you not. Why would, why would Antifa want to go buy guns from the Mexican drug cartels on the southern border other than to do these types of things? Let me get into this article. Uh, we put this up June 6th. It's from Shepard Ambellis of IntelliHub. It says, U.S. Customs and Border Patrol agents took 116 migrants into custody last Thursday that made their way from Angola, Cameroon, and Congo, according to a statement post- posted to the agency's official website. The large group of over 100 migrants marks, marks the 182nd large group to have been apprehended in 2019. Quote, this group, this large group from Africa further demonstrates the complexity and severity of the border security and humanitarian crisis at our, southern, at our southwest border. U.S. Customs and Border Patrol Chief Raul Ortiz explained, quote, large groups present a unique challenge for the men and women of the Del Rio sector. Last Friday, the White House tra- tweeted the following statement. Uh, last night, U.S. Border Patrol agents apprehended more than 100 illegal aliens from Congo, Angola, and Cameroon near the U.S. border, U- near the U.S. border, Mexico. Our southern border is now a magnet for illegal immigration from all over the world. It's time for the Democrats to help close the loopholes. The takeaway from all this is that African migrants from the Ebola-stricken region of the Democratic Republic of Congo are making their way into the U.S. and to make matters worse, the ISIS warfighters are now in the Congo. I think we all know Bill Gates and other organizations have been behind the spread and exacerbation of disease in Africa, not, only, not to mention Ebola deaths have nearly doubled to 2,000 in the last 30 days and are expected to compound at a rate at, at a rate at such a rate that we may see a worldwide outbreak as predicted in the various Hollywood films such as Outbreak and Contagion. And so this is why I don't want to point out fear-mongering stuff like that because it sounds crazy. Uh, I'm not a scientist, so I'm not fully aware of like the the communicability of Ebola and stuff like that. I just know that it's a hardcore killer. You know, it's going to terminate people and they really want to try to shoot people up. You know, earlier today I was looking at like what the world population is because, you know, the, the, the Georgia Guidestones want to keep it down to like, I think it's like 600 million. And I was looking at us now we're like at 7 billion. I was like, Oh my gosh, where's, where's, where are all those people going to go? Where is 7 billion people going to go? That's a lot of people. Um, so what's going to happen? And we slowly start seeing the calling now. And, you know, they show you how many people are born today and how many how many deaths took place. Uh, and it's crazy. But I, what I'm really trying to say is you can see this crazy topic of eugenics, population control, social engineering, all this stuff being put out there. And it is just in that and the idea of trafficking in souls. Uh, this bastion that we have right now the idea of this America and this freedom that we have right now, it is going to fall. It is going to pass. And the only reason I say this is because we have it pretty good now. And we've had it good for a while. And you see them chanting, no borders, no walls, no USA at all. You see them destroying nationality, destroying what you think of as American, destroying what you think of as patriotism, destroying what you think of as culture, and replacing it with something else, telling you, you will obey. You will be this way. You see, like here, this is another thing. To, again, to get this stuff on record for posterity's sake, for people that want to see how this all started, if they ever decide to download this stuff and watch in the future. They have 
because the because the because the border crisis is so crazy, you literally have migrants crawling out of manholes in El Paso. Let's 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 take a listen. And these are two people sitting in the back. There's two, two people sitting in a car. One guy literally crawls out of the manhole and walks onto the street while there are cars. Another one, dude. Yep. Crazy. Oh shit. Crazy. I can see Yeah. They're going the wrong way. Yeah. Do you think you think they're from jail? The immigrants, immigrants for sure. Immigrants, for sure. Oh my God! And we put this up June twelfth. Uh, the video was actually founded by uh, Uncle Sam's misguided, misguided children. And look at this. It says footage from El Paso, Texas, shows the moment several men crawl out of a manhole in the middle of a street city, near the U.S.-Mexico border. In a Twitter clip uploaded by apparel company Uncle Sam's Misguided Children, several people suspected of being illegal aliens are witnessed crawling out of a sewage manhole at the intersection of 4th Avenue and Southeast, Pel- Southeast or South El Paso Street. Quote, an anonymous viewer sent this video of people coming out of a manhole in the middle of a road in South El Paso Saturday night. Like, think about that. People literally, so you got people coming from the Congo, you got people ca- crawling out of this blows my mind. People bypassing the border. You got armed traffickers. Like, think about all the clips and the videos I've showed you guys this season alone. Like, I'm trying to keep on track. But think about how many different videos and clips and things I've just shown you to where it's like, these, these it, it's just happening. There's no use for a border. This is the immigration issue. And that's why it's out of control. And it's with the drugs. You know, like, that's that's just why it is what it is. It's out of control because they they have to legalize it because it's out of control. They realize they can't stop it, so they have to go ahead and, and, and legalize it. The same way that they have to legalize drugs in Mexico to, you know, try to dro- drop all the crime. So the crime could just be consolidated. All the trafficking is still happening. That's why they have to just legalize it now. They're going to go ahead and get them here. That's why you have people pushing for amnesty. The whole idea behind this is to cause destabilization is to cause confusion so that they can collapse collapse capitalism. This is the idea that they had. They talked about this at Bilderberg earlier this year. You see, the whole idea behind this is control. They have no need uh, 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 for people to, to want to be self-sustaining. You see, like, what do you think this is going to do to society to have all this type of stuff take place? Like, what could truly happen in the world to where we allow this? You see. Benefits for illegals, letting them come through. I mean, I, I, I guess what I'm really trying to say is look at the levels and the ramifications at which we're going to be affected by this. Uh, they have to destabilize, destabilize things now. As I said before, look at the measles scare, how they want to already rip away, rip away your religious uh, exemptions, your philosophical exemptions, any of that type of stuff. This is the bio-warfare. The breaking down of the walls, the breaking down of society, the gradual, the gradual degradation, the decadence. We talk about it all the time. If you import the third world, you'll become the third world. 
or at least the second world, the lowering of standards, of morals, and everything else, you see. And they say there's nothing wrong with this, but this is the multicultural agenda, you see. And this is how it starts. And in the future, I'm sure we'll talk more about things such as the North American Union, uh, regionalism, and, and, and what all this means for the future, because that's how they want to c- control everything. You see, this is, this is what I mean by them trafficking in souls. They realize that if they can just go ahead and overwhelm us with people, overwhelm us with people who, who, who are the useless eaters, who aren't informed, because you have a small amount of people who are informed, uh, gradually trying to affect the masses, you have much more of the uninformed masses, the useless eaters. If you can increase that number, you can overwhelm the small minority that are informed. That's all that's happening now, and this is why it's part of the socioeconomic reformation. But I'll tell you what, gang. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about more of this straight pride stuff. Apparently, uh, people within the LGBTQP community are still livid, like they've literally been going off the walls for like a full year, or for like a full full week. (laughs) They're telling people that you can't have straight pride, uh, that you're not allowed to have your parade, and all this other stuff, and I, I, I get that. They're saying, oh, you haven't been abused like us, and so... My mindset thinks, well, does this mean that you have been abused? Are you telling me everybody that participates in these pride parades have been abused to, to in, in, in one way or another? And that you're perpetuating the cycle by going ahead and diddling and abusing other children? You see? We're going to be talking about this and more on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back right after this. Thank you. 
Salutations, my friends. Have you heard of Shilajit? Well, to be quite honest, neither had I. But then I started doing some research and I found out that it was part of the Hindu Ayurvedic system of medicine. And for hundreds of years since its discovery, it's had the potential to help people live a healthy and balanced life. Here, let me read off some of the benefits for you guys. It increases your energy, boosts your libido, balances your mood, supports healthy aging, decalcifies your pineal gland, and we all understand how important that is, supports healthy brain health. Uh, it also helps regulate your hormones. There are so many benefits to taking this that I cannot put them in this single video. You can mix it in with tea. Uh, I like to mix it in with my pre-workout in the morning and be careful, it's gonna give you that boost. It's going to give you that energetic boost you need to get through your day. And remember, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Expose lies and share truth. This is Noisera, Freedom Faction. Out. Whoa. That's right. We're back. We're simulcasting. We are simulcasting. We're growing. We're expanding. And it's thanks all to do in part to you guys. Yeah. You know, I, I like I tell you all the time, the first start of the show, it's either a train wreck or it is perfection. And trying to get past that is always like trying to, to, to digest an un, un, unruly meal or wield an unruly weapon. You know, fight some kind of crazy beast. Uh, but I'm glad I didn't scare you off there. Glad that you guys are still there with us trying to figure all this type of stuff out. Uh, you know, I push myself to ridiculous standards all the time. Um, like even the show that we're doing right now, for, for, for I, 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 I push myself to ridiculous standards because I feel like it's required. Uh, what you think of as normal isn't going to be normal for, for quite some time. I think about all the different types of opportunities that we've had to talk about this type of content uh, but now, because it's out there in the open, you know, there's there's no way for us to have real referenceable material. It's like, how do you talk about this? Where did this stuff come from? You see, things like uh, 
uh, because we're going to be talking about this straight pride parade and how it feels like we have militant homosexuals telling me that I'm the problem because I, I love women. <laughs> and that's where we're at in 2019. You know, how did, how did we get to this point? I pushed myself to ridiculous standards to try to get out as much content as possible, be as, as, as I guess, like nice, honest, forthcoming, and good. Uh, but I, I, I truly see so much wickedness and, and, and destitute just mindset and decadence just coming onto us that it's, it's crazy. Uh, and so when I'm talking about this type of stuff, it's coming from a, from a position of somebody that actually cares about humanity, cares about the individual, cares about uh, sanity, health, love, peace, family, pride, legacy. True, well, not pride, uh, because that's, that's, that's ego. But you get what I mean. You know, we've removed religion, and I've spoken about this with you guys uh, on the show and directly over Instagram Live, uh, where we talked about rethinking religion because we see what's going on uh, with religion, we see religion, Christianity, uh, Judaism, Islam, Catholicism. We see all these, 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 these bastions of religion falling, and what's replacing them uh, is the pride flag. I, I said this before: they will become the new arbiters of truth. They will be the moral pinnacle. They will be the ones that tell you. Uh, what is right and what is wrong? This is why you have po people like Pope Francis out there parroting or, or, or charioting this whole movement. Um, and the Vatican actually came out with a statement earlier this week, and we'll get into that article here shortly after I play this video for you guys, where they're condemning the whole transgenderous uh, movement and how it does that, how it, tr how it annihilates nature. Uh, but I'm not saying these things in a hateful way. What I'm trying to say is look at what we're really promoting. I don't, th what I'm trying to say when I push myself to extreme uh, measures, it's because I try to be like a natural person that's growing at an exponential rate and developing what that is. You know, when you look at a lot of the people in the transgender movement or in the pride movement, you know, a lot of these people don't seem very satisfied with themselves. And as I said before, you know, whenever we were taking the break, the the argument that we're hearing now is, oh, well, we're not as abused as, as, as people within the LGBTQ community. Therefore, we don't have the right to speak on this. And it says, well, hold on now. What that says to me is that you have been abused and that we're not actually taking the time to figure this issue out. If anything, we're taking pride in the fact that we have been abused and that we're going to go abuse other people. And the reason that this is becoming more and more prevalent is because we have look because we have all these other movements that are popping up out of nowhere encouraging this. In the previous episode, I played for you Dylan Pontiff, who knew who, who what he's doing. He went to a city council meeting in Louisiana said hey guess what I'm gonna groom your kids so they don't look at me the same way that you are you have them teaching kinder gender gender bending uh, studies to kindergartners you have them trying to diddle children so you t you tell me how at, at a certain point I'm supposed to say that this is okay and now check this out I'm gonna play for you guys a, a quick video clip and for our audio listeners uh, I'll, I'll try to narrate it for you uh, while it's playing in the background uh, but this just shows where things are at. And this started underneath Obama, if you want the truth. Because Obama played this, he, he put the rainbow flag on the White House. They're aligning their allegiance. Okay, This is the agenda. Everybody's gay. Everybody's getting out there. Every, this is what happens with the hypersexualization that's of, of children. Where everybody's super sexy. Where everybody's sexy. Hollywood's sexy. Music is sexy. You know, everybody's hot and sexy. This is what happens. Everybody just ends up, you know, becoming... Uh, uh, carnal, fleshly, egotistical, prideful in the flesh starts having sex with everything and everybody. 
but 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 why is this happening? Why do they only want us focused on the flesh? Because they can tell that spiritually something is coming over us. And, and I talked about it, that in the previous episode. But here, check this out. Pride flag replaces prisoners of war forward slash missing in action flag at the Montgomery County Executive Building in Maryland. So for, for prisoners of war, people that have been taken hostage during wartime, they took that flag down. They said, let's get that rainbow flag up there because that's right, pride. For the first time in Montgomery County history, a pride flag now waves at Veterans Plaza. Leaders, activists, and residents all came together for today's event, which was led by Evan Glass, the county's first openly gay council member. You know, 50 years ago, there were few establishments that welcomed and served the LGBTQ community. In fact, the FBI, the State Department, the Post Office, and even some local and state governments tracked LGBTQ people, shut down establishments where they were served and where they congregated just for being gay. And it was up until the 1970s that the American Psychiatric Association listed homosexuality as a mental disorder. The flag raising kicks off events for the month of June and comes as the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall riots, which became a catalyst for the gay movement, is recognized. Okay. You know, it, it's each their own. Yeah, I, I guess because I'm not too focused on this and I see what it's doing to everybody else, I have my own particular proclivities surrounding it. You know, if you want to go out there and you want to do whatever you want to do in the bedroom, do it in the bedroom. But the minute you start bringing kids around, the minute you start saying that I'm the problem, that I'm intolerant, that's whenever I have an issue. You're considering me a threat and an issue and a, and a problem. I don't care what you do. But if you're if you're taking kids out there, those are off guard. Those those are those hands off on that. You know, stay away from those kids. <laughs> and then you're telling me because I don't want I don't want you teaching my five year old or somebody else's five year old how to you know diddle a ding dong I, I, I'm the problem you see like this is the craziest part to me I have another article I want to talk about with you guys uh, that, that, that just alludes to this but let, let's get into this before so we can set the proper tone for things that are going on let me read to you guys this article uh, about the Vatican saying how this annihilates what's natural you know and I know that's going to sound hurtful but what we're essentially trying to do to people when we carry on stuff like this is we're, we're, we're telling people it, that it's okay to disassociate. We're telling people that it's okay. Uh, dress up as someone else. It's okay. Take all these pharmaceuticals. It's okay. Take these psychotropic drugs. Disassociate from reality. Uh, don't, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll call Jenny Johnny or we'll call Johnny Jenny, however she wants to be labeled today, uh, depending on the mood. You don't think that this is an issue? And, and, and they say that it's about sexual expression, gender expression, uh, gender identity. This is all, if you ask me, just different ways to talk about sexual perversions. Again, why is this, why is this so important? Shouldn't we be talking about Russia? Shouldn't we be talking about China? Shouldn't we be talking about synthetic telepathy? Shouldn't we be talking about uh, natural telepathy? Anything else, you see. Maybe let's, let's try like actual history, you see. But And I talked about this in the previous episode, but what happens when it gets to a point, because they're already cl calling pedophilia age gap love in, in, in certain countries, what happens when it gets to a point to where this pedophile, this 47-year-old person, has the rights to have sex with your 16 forward slash 17-year-old daughter? And they have, they have full rights to do this. 
And let, let, let's flip it around. Let's say that you have a 16-year-old son who finds a 47-year-old woman attractive, you see. But this is where we're at. They're, they're, they're messing with all this type of stuff where everything's sexy. Nothing's about uh, uh, any depths to it, you see. And I talk about this all the time. The Greeks have like six different ways to talk about the depths of love. But what, and, I, and I want to say this, and then I'll get into this article, so I'll shut up so I, so I can get into this article. I want to say this. Why is it that always towards the end of society that we just start seeing people of the same gender having sex with themselves or, you know, having sex with goats, <laughs> you know, or doing anything of that nature? And then it's just like, boom, society ends. It's like we used to talk crap about ISIS and Al-Qaeda having sex with goats. They just had to fast forward a few years until, you know, <laughs> Until all of this stuff is happening. But I digress. Let me get into this article right here. This is from, uh, this is from Zero Hedge. It's by Tyler Durden. We put this up June 11. It says, Vatican condemns transgenderism as an attempt to, quote, annihilate nature. As many in the world celebrate Pride Month amid a surge in demands for acceptance of the idea that gender is more complex and fluid than the binary categories of male and female, the Vatican has blasted modern gender theory, claiming in a new document that it seeks to, quote, annihilate the concept of nature. The document, which carries the title Male and Female, He Created Them, was released by the Vatican June 10th without prior announcement. Now, prior, prior, let me, let, let me, let me read, let me say something else, okay, just to get this on record. With the trans, yes, God did create two genders, there's only two genders, that's why I say guys and gals, ladies and gents, boys and girls, dudes and dudettes, you see, there's only two genders, I can't do a cool thing like that for a Baskin Robbins number of amount of genders. I can't do that. You see. But the Vatican's right. This is the one rare time when I would actually agree with them. He did create them. And the God of this world is Satan, is Lucifer. When he fell to this world, he became Lucifer. It is his job to disrupt and dis disorient these types of things. And that's all we're doing right now. We're having what is, nor what is known as normal being annihilated and, 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 and Manipulated, transformed. That's why they have to put the trans in there. And as I've been saying all throughout the season and for the past few years, there will be no humans in the technocracy. They need transhumans in the technocracy. And this will play a huge part into what we'll be discussing in the next segment, the off-world preparations, how they can turn us into the aliens. But let me continue. Uh, described as an aid for Catholic school teachers and parents on how to address the topic of gender theory in line with the church teaching, the document questions the motives of transgender people saying their gender transition is only a provocative display. And, and check this out. Instagram went and put a rainbow over a hashtag transgender as a provocative display. The, uh, let me say this and I'll continue reading the article. Earlier this week, there was a, a video where a, where a team, a Christian church, was swatted. You know, like Xbox gamers swat other people whenever they lose because that's what nerds do. A, a Christian church was swatted by some sneaky nerd person that had an agenda that, 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 that basically ratted out the school and said, guess what, these Christians aren't here, they're not teaching the transgender agenda to these kids. So the SWAT comes in there with three canine units, like 16 different troops, uh, a team of social workers, and they're like, where are the kids? You better teach this to them. And I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. This is crazy. 
But I guess I shouldn't be surprised because earlier this year, in this very same season, we heard about how they were kidnapping kids in Arizona because they didn't get their vaccine shots. So the idea that you could be swatted for not teaching the transgender agenda, I guess that's just not too far off. I'm just not authoritarian enough to understand the logic behind it. Continuing on, it says, as NCR reports, the text opens by saying that society is facing, quote, an educational crisis, especially in the field of effectivity and sexuality. It then claims the, that cultural, quote, disorientation has destabilized the family as an institution, quote, bringing with it a tendency to cancel out the differences between men and women, presenting them instead as merely the product of historical and cultural conditioning. Quote, from the point of view of genetics, male cells which contain XY chromosomes differ from the very moment of conception from female cells with their XX chromosomes. In, in cases where a child is born with ambiguous genitalia, it says, quote, it is medical professionals who can make the therapeutic intervention. In such situations, parents cannot make an arbitrary choice on the issue, let alone society. It recommends, quote, instead, medical science should act with purely therapeutic ends and intervene with the least invasive fashion on the basis of this objective parameters and with, establish, with the view of, to establishing the person's con constitutive identity. <laughs> Basically, they're saying let the baby choose their, their identity. Finally, the document denounced theories that attempted to, quote, annihilate the concept of nature and educational programs and legislative trends that make a radical break with the actual biological difference between male and female. The Vatican says this, quote, radical separation between gender and sex has a goal of achieving a society without sexual differences. Yeah, this is where they have us, where we're all like androgynous alien people, you know, where we're all like he-she's. And I've, I've spoken about this throughout the season because apparently we're talking about population, sex, gender, eugenics, epigenetics. It's crazy to think about that this is, these are soft core ways into discussing population control. That's essentially where we're at in society. That's all we're discussing is population control. Uh, and the gender stuff, that's where it's at. How can these kids procreate? And, we, and I, I talk about this all the time, especially whenever we discuss pedophiles. How can these people procreate if they don't have genitalia that works? Pedophiles can't get it up for, for, for beautiful women, so they sit up over there and they go diddle kids. So they procreate by that way. They have other pedophiles. They create other pedophiles by creating uh, m molested children. That's why it's an epidemic. That's why they usually sterilize these people because they realize it's a sickness to a degree, a mental illness, and they can't let it spread. It's, it sounds bad, but that's why you have Alabama contemplating it. I know it sounds crazy, but this is the society that we're in. So let's 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 keep looking at how this affects population control, how this affects nature and what is normal. Why are we allowing this to happen? An androgynous transhuman society, a transgender society, uh, to where you have he she's, she hems, cross dressers, uh, she boys, twig boys, I don't know, man, all these people that are out there uh, that have these thirty four to sixty one plus different genders. You see. My thought process was that because you have atrazine and other chemical bending uh, chemicals, gender bending chemicals in the water, that it would make us sterile, that it would make some of us infertile, that it would mess with our fertility and our gender. But now it seems like it's to a point to where we're going farther than that. You see, they don't want you to have straight pride because the idea of heteronormality is scary. The idea of coming from a mom and dad is scary to people who no longer want to be normal.
for people who will have uh, gene therapy. We've talked about ectogenesis, the idea of growing a baby, cloning, and things of this nature. But no, this is, this, this is where it's at. So yes, this is an attempt, if you ask me, to annihilate nature. Now let's talk about this straight pride thing so we can get back into some uh, more of these articles. Uh, and I, again, played for you guys and talked about this in the, in the last week's episode, but this has got the entire world, or at least the entire country of America, in some kind of a fervor because it's, it's Pride Month. But check this out. This is an article from Drudge Report Feed. It says, Boston Mayor, the straight pride parade can't be denied based on values. Let's take a listen. Boston Mayor Marty Walsh said the group hoping to put on a straight pride parade cannot be denied a permit based on their values. Walsh explained in a Twitter thread Thursday saying, permits to host a public event are granted based on operational feasibility, not based on values or endorsements of beliefs. The city of Boston cannot deny a permit based on organizations' values. This straight pride parade doesn't, he says, going on here yet have a permit, but is working to amend their application for permits to host a public event. Whatever outside groups may try to do, our values won't change. I invite each and every person to stand with us and show that love will always prevail. Join us in celebration this Saturday for the Boston Pride Parade and in the fight for progress and equality for all. According to the Straight Pride Group's president, fight John Hugo, equality. the parade, once it's permitted, would be in the last uh, Saturday in August. Matt Yurst, WBZ News. Boston Mayor Marty Walsh said... Fight for equality. Fight for equality and all. Um, you know, and I just feel like that becomes such a blanket statement sometimes, and it, it becomes generic that everybody uses it, and it, it begins to lose meaning. Uh, but so, why can't straight people have a parade? Is it because parades are inherently gay? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but I talked about this, ironically enough, at the start of this season or at the end of last season with Charles Casson of Truth Is Terrorism. The family rights movement is what we called it, uh, and years ago. I had talked about this, how it was going to get to a point to where we would have to fight for our rights to be straight, to be normal, to want to have kids, to want to have a boy and a girl. This is, this is where we're at. You wouldn't think about it, but remember years ago, that iconic picture, right, of the priest that's kneeling down praying, and then there's just like topless, topless lesbians like with, with uh, uh, graffiti all over their bodies, screaming and throwing stuff at them. It's iconic. If not, go look it up. Just like screaming lesbians, uh, praying priest. And yeah, that's where we're at right now. We are not tolerant enough. I, I, and I have to keep mentioning the story in the Bible uh, with Lot, where with, with Sodom and Gomorrah, to where you literally have a, a, a group of men dressed as women running into Lot's house saying, let us have sex with these beautiful men, these angels. And Lot says, please, no, take my daughter instead. The men, dressed as women, say, no, we don't want your daughter. And Lot's like, please, you don't know what you're doing. Get away from us. And then, the, then Lot scurries off with the angels and his family. But his wife looks back. She gets caught up in the blast. But, but, but it's the context of things, you see. It's the idea that you have a group of, as I said before, militant homosexual perverts that just want to have sex with anything and everything that moves. Like... I'll put it to you this way, okay? I know some people that work in the medical field, and they work with some of these people who are at end-of-life care, uh, some of these people who have uh, some of these STDs and all these other, all these other stuff, right? Uh, and one of the patients that they had one day said, hey, come check this out. Come look at what I'm doing. 
they're over here on Tinder, right? Looking at different military men, literally just teasing them. And this is a guy teasing the armed military men, trying to get them to come have sex with him. And this guy is already in like, he's already in like care, like healthcare, like he's, he's being taken care of. Already lives with another air quotes partner. They're going to go get some land after this guy gets out of the hospital and just live their life there, doing the same thing that they're doing, having sex, doing drugs, uh, killing themselves. And this is the lifestyle. This this is this is what they do, and they're also taking those very same those very same drugs and diseases, giving it to the military, and then the military men are raping the women there. Like it's it's just it's just crazy to see all this stuff go on, and that's how it starts is with the sexual perversions. But no, we're not allowed to have uh, our straight pride. I'm not allowed to say, hey, this is kind of gross. Step back a little bit. Uh, you know, keep your keep your heart on away from me. And I did. I I went on the, just last week and talked to you guys about how uh, with with uh, with with YouTube how they were suggesting pedophilic videos to people who were watching erotic and exotic videos because they realized that over a a, a specific amount of time that people would be more inclined to watch pedophilic style videos to watch children do strange things like that and it's out there that's what happens with power that's what happens with perverts and that's what happens whenever you let a little bit of a, a little bit of it in you see like here let me play for you guys or let me let me read this next article because this is this is what's crazy uh, and this is another one from Shepard Embellis of, of, of IntelliHub he says, Concerted PSYOP, check this out, Concerted PSYOP introduces adolescent children to transgender cross-dressers on a, nation, on a nationwide scale. We're talking about Drag Queen Story Hour literally being introduced nationwide. So there's Pride Month. Whether or not you, you want to you know, show your kids this, they're going to know it. They're going to be introduced to it. They're doing it in California. Let's see, I have a whole list right here. Oh, they're doing it in California, they're doing it in Portland, they're doing it in Rhode Island, Washington, New York, and New Mexico. That's right. I found out uh, just last week that they're doing it in libraries here. So I have to try to look around to see if I can catch it. And that's where we're at. Yeah, California middle school is trying to teach kids as young as 10 about condoms and sodomy and all this other stuff. <laughs> it's, just, it's crazy. This is crazy, right? This is crazy. I don't. Know, I don't even want to read to you guys the article of Teen Vogue teaching uh, teaching teenagers how to give a, get abortions without parental consent. And we're, like this is this is crazy to me. So when we're talking about annihilating nature, it's because they want to make everybody hypersexualized to where they don't care about sex, to where they don't form real bonds with people. You see where they don't even know what like a real passion is to where they don't know like the deep embrace of somebody that you truly care for to where like true sex is just like you know foreign to them and that's such a crazy idea that they want to eliminate the idea of, 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 of one of the most sacred things that humans can do is conceive and that's what I mean that's what the Vatican means by an annihilating nature when you're indoctrinating chick kids like this what do you think is going to happen like think about that People, people love to talk all kinds of smack about don't teach your kid religion, don't teach your kid Christianity. Well, Christianity, that's not gender. That, that's, that's not sex. You see, this is, this, is, this is something strange. 
I can't even talk about Desmond the Drag Kid, otherwise we'll get banned on on Instagram, have some content removed, and be unable to post. This is an organized agenda. You see, annihilating nature is because they want to be able to control the population. They want to be able to control what is normal, what is acceptable, what is what is encouraged by society, uh, and what is what's out there. You see, no more normal humans. The decision has been made. You see, this is why we will begin to talk about cloning in the in the future. I'm sure we'll talk more about cloning, uh, gene therapy, genetic modification. You know, and things of this nature. They have to scramble all of us right now, so that in the future they can come through with the solution. It's order out of chaos, problem, reaction, solution. And right now, the current formula is that being straight and being normal is the problem. So they have to institute all this crazy stuff. The reaction is to, well, let's, exp- let's, let's talk about what's gender. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about uh, uh, what the normal family unit looks like. And this is all wickedness, if you ask me at the end of the day. This is clearly, clearly, I don't even know what to say. This is one plus one equals two. You get a mom and a dad, and you get a son. You get a mom and a dad, you get a you get a girl. You get a mom and a dad, you get a whole kid, a whole kit and caboodle of kids. What we're doing now is trying to make the state and technology and all of this other stuff, science. We're trying to make that God. We're trying to make that the masculine and the feminine energy. That's why they're throwing this all out here. We discussed this uh, briefly with our guest Josh of Laws of Reality. How they want to turn the state into God, where they want the state being both the masculine and the feminine energy, and now here in the real world, they're allowing us just to be as ambiguous as possible the ambiguous, androgynous Americans, or humanity, you see and I, want, I, and I guess this is something that I could only say after covering immigration, and then covering uh, this, this crazy transgender stuff right here essentially what's happening as America is we're getting screwed over we're getting we're, we're preparing ourselves to get uh, to take it from the rear end that's why they're scrambling over all this 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 gender stuff right now they're, they're saying toxic masculinity is bad being a man is bad being a woman is bad standing up for values are bad you need to encourage this realize that this is only three percent of the population that is literally being foisted upon the 97 percent of the rest of us and and clearly it's not going to take over everything but the idea is to get a decent amount of a, of a few to encourage that. And they can just keep pushing wave after wave. You have a lot of people who are weak-willed these days and can't really think for themselves. Uh, and we've, we've, we've just spoken on this so much that it literally does weigh my heart down to think about the far-reaching implications of what this is going to do to the children, what this is going to do to the generations, and what this is going to do to humanity. You know? Um, before, and I'll say this and then we'll just take a break. Because I don't even want to read those articles um, about those about the, the chemical castration. Uh, you know what? Here, let me play for you guys that video of the, the the street preacher being arrested for preaching. Like the guy was just going about his business. Like it wasn't even anything about specifically LGBTQP movement. Like he was all over Canada beforehand preaching, but he was in the wrong neighborhood, and they just arrested him. But I'll say this, and then I'll play, the, I'll play this video for you guys. Before I had started this, a year beforehand, right, before I started this, before I started looking into articles, getting videos, getting documents, interviews, and all this other stuff, before I could factually lay out how Google is the devil, I had a roommate. And 
while I was living with the bay, we had a roommate, and she had a boy toy who shared my same name, my legal name given, my my God given legal name from my father, you know, uh, and he was a weirdo because we have a cool first name, but he was a weirdo, and. He tells me right off the bat, you know, he thinks he's so cool. He has his balls chopped off. And I'm like, that's a strange thing. So I'm talking to him. I'm like, so is it just like a straight shaft or pole? Like, what's going on with this? And he explained it to me, and it was still gross. But what I'm trying to say is this kid realized that he didn't want to perpetuate his family legacy, cut his balls off anyway. You see. And there are more people out there like that than you think that are willing to castrate themselves and tell you that you shouldn't have a kid because of the traumatic things that they've been experienced to. And they wear it like a badge. Rather than taking the time to fix that cycle, they're just cutting it off right then and there. And that's how fast we are in society. You see, the chemical castration, people are willingly doing it to themselves. But, but, but this is what I mean by the population reduction, annihilating nature, social engineering, and getting things down. You see, that's why at this point, rebellion and resistance to all this overwhelming tyranny is a must. But let me play for you guys this quick clip of the street preacher of the street preacher in Toronto uh, explaining what happened. So this wasn't targeted. Um, I didn't know that this was the first day of the Pride Month. Uh, so I I just simply wanted. I didn't go to any event. Um, I didn't say anything specific to any. Uh, to uh, the LGBT community, uh, it's all on live stream. Um, I Did you strategically choose the village. Clearly, it's the no, like, village in Toronto. Like I said, we're on a Toronto tour. So just before then, we were at Kensington Market. We were at uh, uh, a high school. Um, I forgot the name of it. The day prior, we were at Sherborne and Queen, reaching out to the homeless community. And so we're going all throughout Toronto to all 22 districts of Toronto, sharing the gospel to everybody. And that's the part of our goal. This is widely publicized. So no, I didn't just go there specifically to one community, but we're going to every community to share the gospel. Because for God so loved the entire world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal so this wasn't targeted. David um, Lynn, 39, was arrested and thrown in jail for spreading the message of the gospel in the LGBTQ community. So again, I just want you guys to get this on record. Where do you think, where do you think this is going to go from here? Where could society possibly go from here? But I'll tell you what, gang, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about what society is going to look like here in the future. The off-world preparations. I feel like we talk about the off-world operations all the time, but we're going to be talking about the transhuman space reference. Amazon's Jeff Bezos saying that space exploration is necessary, NASA offering rides, and how there was a strange humanoid caught on camera. All kinds of other things and more on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction on Factions of Freedom, and we'll be right back right after this.
Salutations, my friends. I'm here to talk to you about, that's right, CBD oil. CBD oil can reduce the risk of relapse among alcohol and cocaine addicts, and you know they're trying to flood us with both. According to a 2013 study published in the British Journal of Clinical Pharmacology, CBD was proven to have these benefits, relieving pain and inflammation, having antipsychotic effects, reducing anxiety, helping to fight cancer, relieving nausea, treating seizures, lowering incidences of diabetes, and also promoting cardiovascular health. Realize that in 2014, Purdue Pharma received FDA approval for an opioid drug that claimed to help curb the opioid addiction. This will actually help you curb your usage of opioids as well as your reliance upon them. And remember, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Freedom Faction, out. That's right. I care about your health. I care about you. Why? Because I don't want to be here alone. I don't want to be here, you know, by myself, whenever all this stuff goes down. I want to be here with people that understand what's going on. Uh, you know, the idea is to lift everybody else up. I don't want to sit up over here and act like I know everything whenever I know I clearly don't. I understand that we are all the, that we're all better as a team. That's how this works. There's no I in team. And I can't conquer all this, but I know that we can. And that's why I do this. That's why I talk to, that's why I talk about these, uh, the next generation of kids that are coming, I call them the reinforcements. Uh, that's why I talk about things in the context that I do. So people really understand that it really is that serious. You know, I got, we have, I got Netflix, I got Hulu, HBO Go, Amazon Prime, uh, Tubi TV. I got all these other streams, these crackle. I got all these things. And yet none of these, none of the TV shows I watch satisfy me. Sure, cool, Game of Thrones just happened, and I'm supposed to be so interested, but people can't see the real Game of Thrones taking place in front of their life. They can't realize how they can turn themselves from a pawn into a knight, and then from a knight into a bishop, and then from a bishop into a rook, and from a rook into a king. No, they want to watch someone else go through these hurdles. And so when I say I care about your health, I care about what you're doing, I want to see you make it through this. I want to say, where are you going to be in two years? Where are we going to be in three years? Where are we going to be in five years? Are we going to have the time, the know-how, the tools, the capability to withstand this, to build something? Yeah, we're fully aware of the problems for sure, but are we equipped with the solutions and the capability to do something about them? I would hope so. I would hope that with all of our know-it-all, with all of our power, our mental, because we're so woke, right? I would, yeah, you know, because we're so smart, I would hope that we have the ability to come up with solutions. And with that being said, let's start this segment. Now, why are we talking about off-world preparations after essentially talking about the idea of annihilating nature, of how they essentially want to change gender, gender bend it, give us transgenders, transhumans? What is all this about? Off-world preparations. Now, let me see if I can do some quick little digging while I'm talking about transhuman space and why that's so important. Uh, because people need to understand that everything I'm saying here kind of comes from like a research point of view um, the idea behind it is that you know with 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 transhuman space the organized agendas the Illuminati the new Ma the new world order the Freemasons the agenda 21 the United Nations uh, Bilderberg 
Davos, all these people. I just literally went through, boom, all of them. The trilateral commissions, the you know, the Rockefellers. Insert, uh, insert your favorite globalist person she'll name here. Okay, all of them are involved in this type of thing, and in various different ways, they let you know what the agenda is. That's why for people who are caught up in all these delusions, essentially, they're double affected by it because they were unaware of it. They can tell, they have to tell you about these things in order for it to take place. But if they tell you and then it takes place, it has twice the effect. Essentially, this transgender stuff and everything else that's taking place, the agendas that are being deployed on us today, don't have as much of an effect on me because I was aware of them prior to that. Now, how does that tie into the transhuman space agenda? And I say this all the time because I want to be cool. Uh, one of the times that I started writing, I wrote for AWD News about their, uh, essentially about their, I wrote a story about Elysium. Elysium for the elites, getting off world. And in that article, I wrote about things like Donald Trump's Space Force, the breakaway civilization, the, industri- the military industrial complex. Uh, the deep, the deep state, the secret space program, uh, all these things that are involved in this idea of getting off world. And I think, and I, and I know that this is the reason why they injected the flat Earth uh, theory into society today, because we're having this discussion with Elon Musk's uh, SpaceX, with Jeff Bezos's Blue Origin, and all of these things. We're talking again about what is space, what is reality. What is normal? Are they in the ionosphere, the atmosphere, the stratosphere? Where are they? Or are we going to Galaplaxius Nine? All of these things are important, you know, because we're going to be we're going to see an advancement in technology. Uh, but this is the push. You see the push to get off planet, the off-world preparations. How do we get people prepared to get off of the planet? They have to make the the conditions of the world so bad that we're wanting to go someplace else. You see, and personally, I'll keep it real with you. I don't think that we should do that right now i think we have to figure out what kind of terrestrial issues we have like racism like this transgender issue like the mental health stuff i think we have to figure out some certain issues first before we start taking that out there to space but that's another discussion hopefully with another guest on another day now how does this tie into transhuman space steve jackson games and what it all we're talking about well the illuminati card game everybody knows that steve jackson created that he also made this rpg uh transhuman space and the whole premise behind it is that there will be no humans when we go into space this is why we look so uh, in depth about the transhuman agenda this is why we look at biohacking genetic modification uh, cyborgs all the stuff because again there will be no humans in the technocracy the technocracy requires transhumans and the transgender agenda has to start it so they have to annihilate nature so that they can come through and add something else that they can control, i.e. us, i.e. technology, i.e. external factors. Now, before we get into that type of stuff, good news is coming out about 5G, about wireless radiation, about what is happening to us and why all of that is important. Right here, check this out. Uh, Top Cancer Research Advisor compares wireless radiation to cigarettes. Yeah, because we're swimming in it. We're swimming in it. And it is affecting us, you know. Uh, this is why I'm trying to come up with, and this will play a part into what I'm, I'll, I'll discuss here shortly with you guys. When I was saying I care about your health, I was I was thinking about this on the morning uh, hike. You know how if we can get this T-shirt stuff under underway, I can get anti anti EMF 
uh, anti-EMF Wi-Fi signal blocking fabric. Make that into like a, a simple T-shirt or a bro tank that you you know or a tank top, whatever that you just wear underneath your body like some Under Armour, and it doesn't have to be super powerful. It can just be something simple that blocks uh, uh, even the smallest amount of radiation from reaching your body. You see, but that's what we need because the radiation is affecting us. It may not seem like it, but but if you put your head in the microwave for 20 for 20 years eventually you're going to develop a tumor we have got to start developing solutions to this now uh, but let me get into this article we put this up june 10th it's from aaron walia of collective evolution it says it's truly astonishing how the health concerns regarding wireless radiation which are firmly established in scientific literature are often ignored and not addressed within the mainstream media given the fact that mainstream media control is controls a large amount of people's perception and awareness with regards to multiple issues, the health concerns regarding 5G are still largely off the radar and on the minds of many. We've seen many examples of how federal health regulatory agencies have been completely compromised by, cor by corporations, and the new 5G issue appears no different at the moment. This is how certain products and services get approved without ever really going through the appropriate safety testing. A great example of this type of corporate 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 corruption is the United States, for example, was outlined a few years ago by a group of more than a dozen scientists within the CDC who put out a public statement while remaining anonymous outlining the big problem of corporate influence and the effect it is having on health, health decisions. They were referred to as the spider papers. The authors heavily stressed just how big of a problem it truly is. One of my latest articles on the subject on 5G brought to light a report published by Martin L. Powell, a Ph.D., a professor emeritus of biochemistry and basic medical sciences at Washington State University, who stated that, quote, putting in tens of millions of 5G antenna without a single biological test of safety has got to be the stupidest idea anyone has had in the history of the world. These health concerns are exactly why a Belgian government minister announced that Brussels is halting its 5G plans. Even before the 5G rollout, multiple countries banned Wi-Fi and cell phones around schools, young children, and fetuses. With so much information and inf initiatives out there being created, it really goes to show that we, do not, that we do not live in a democracy at all. Various, quote, things are imposed on the populace without our knowing, and politicians never address the real concerns that the people have. That's right. Because people are aware of this. People are out there doing like the research themselves. <laughs> they know the dangers of this stuff. We had Justin Harvey of We Are Change Orlando on who went and did a who went and appeared at a city council meeting speaking about the health concerns. He says, Look, I'm not a doctor or a scientist, but I'm doing the research and this doesn't look good for society. I think we should pull back. And you know what they did? They actually did some of the research, they got some of the towers put put down and they're and they're looking into the health concerns. This is a big thing. But how does this tie into the off-world preparations, getting us off-world? Well, I'll get to that. Don't worry. And just to give you a little teaser, the idea is they want to create the new slaves. Remember what I was talking about with the trafficking in human souls? The, how the new slaves are in debt, not chains? Where are these people going to work if all the work is taken? Well, they need useless eaters. They need universal basic income. They need uh, people who can be techno-serfs. You see. That's why all of this is so important. But to stay on the, the 5G line, uh, let me get back into this right here. Some more good news uh, to piggyback up off of that because people are becoming aware of the issues regarding wireless radiation uh, and 5G and so much more. But check this out. Prime Minister of Poland signs global appeal to stop 5G. We put this up June 10th. It's by Julian Rose, a contributor over there at Waking Times. 
And before I read it, I want to say real quick, just make sure you follow our partner page, Liberation Legion. We're doing some pretty cool stuff over there. People seem to like it. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm actually very proud of where it's going. So I'll put that in the, I'll put the link to the page in the description bar below if you haven't already followed it. Oh, but please do so. I like putting good news over there because it, some of the good news kind of gets caught up in the main page. Uh, so our partner page, Liberation Legion, is where we're able to do that. But continuing on, it says, In what is surely an unprecedented and groundbreaking action, the Prime Minister of Poland, Mateusz Marwaki, has personally backed an international appeal to stop the controversial rollout of 5G electromagnetic microwave telecommunication transmissions. 5G, a new millimeter band frequency range being introduced by the telecommunications industry worldwide, has been identified by over 2,000 scientists and 1,400 medical doctors from all over the world as presenting a direct threat to human health, as well as to animal, insect, and plant life. There has been no safety tests carried out to ensure its safety, in spite the fact that 5G operates at between 10 to and 100 times higher frequencies than the current 3 and 4G cell phone tower transmitters. The rollout of 5G will involve the placement of millions of transmitter boxes at distances of no more than 10 or to 12 houses apart in urban areas. Scientists have established that this will subject citizens living in urban areas to an unavoidable barrage of an electromagnetic pollution. A 2017 report by more than 230 scientists scientists and doctors from 41 countries expressed serious concerns about steadily expanding, steadily expanding exposure to electromagnetic frequencies. They state that before the rollout of 5G, quote, numerous recent scientific publications have shown that EMF affects living organisms at levels well below most national and international guidelines. These effects include cancer risks, cellular stress, increased or harmful free radicals, genetic damages, structural and functional changes to the human reproductive system, learning and memory defects, neurological disorders, and negative impacts on general well-being in humans. Damage goes well beyond humans as there is mounting evidence of deleterious, deleterious effects to both plants and animals. In Poland, the public are being used as guinea pigs in a 5G experiment to test the efficacy of the technology. The following cities are being used in the trial. Warsaw, Lodz, Gilweis, and that's it. The same procedure is taking place all over Europe, North America, and many other countries. This is silent weapons for quiet wars and why it has to be exposed. Why we have to talk about these types of things and why we have to put it out there. You see, they want to just blast you with all kinds of radiation to disorient you like I'm not I'll be honest with you gang and this is why we have to get other people on here to this team to handle aspects of what we're doing even though and I looked it up earlier this morning I spend about the, the daily average time that I spend on my Instagram profile is only an hour and a half and you would ask the question as to how and why that doesn't make sense you post so much a lot of the time that I spend is off of Instagram is off platform it's either looking for articles or communicating with other people and, 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 and handling back-end things. I literally only pop on to post certain things. But what's happened here recently, and, it, and I don't know if it's because I'm becoming more sensitive in my body, because I'm taking care of myself, or because they've released some type of frequency. Sometimes whenever I'm, at, I'm, I'm, I'm using my phone, I get a little disoriented. I get this weird like haze where I feel like retarded or just spacious or just like something's wrong with me you know and I'll, I'll and I'll forget thinking I think everybody goes through that 
I have to put the phone down to like remember what I was thinking to why I picked the phone up. It's like my brain literally gets overwritten by the commands of the phone and just like the muscle memory. It's crazy. But if this is what a phone is doing to you, well, what's gener- what what's transmitting to the phone? What's receiving the phone? What is the phone uh, transmitting, you see? And all of these things are important to look at when you're talking about how it's affecting society, annihilating nature. Now, if we're just talking about gender and how they're trying to scramble all that up right there physically, well, what happens on levels that we can't see? We need to have LED, we, we need to have L, uh, uh, we need to have lead cases, we need to have Wi-Fi blocking phones and all this other stuff. You see, like here, because this, uh, I, want, I want to talk about this uh, and it just shows kind of how crazy things are in the techno serfdom that's out there. Uh, and how they want to have unilateral control over this, you know, over all this stuff. You see, uh, because early, earlier this year, Jeff Bezos, not Jeff Bezos, what's the other one? Elon Musk. Uh, he launched 60 satellites into space to blast 5G at us. And so essentially what this is, is just cooking us. You got Donald Trump creating a wall. You got them shooting satellites up there erecting all these towers am I painting the picture for you to where they're trying to encapsulate us in here this is what I mean by building the matrix and then what happens whenever all of this stuff is still operating out there but it's affecting us and they finally have to build up some kind of wall in, in some kind of wall some kind of wall internally because of all the stuff that they did externally like it's crazy it is crazy what I see them doing on so many different levels but you have Elon Musk launching 60 satellites into space to try to do all this this 5G stuff. And then earlier this week, you also had Raytheon merging with United Technologies to create like a crazy in military industrial like behemoth. So you have all of this consolidation of power that all just means control, control over the masses and control over what they can do. And guess what happened? Because all of this consolidating and this power uh, acquisition is taking place. Amazon decided to launch its own credit its own credit card for deadbeats. <laughs> its own credit card. So Apple has launched their own credit card and, and Amazon has launched their own credit card. These are companies that literally have as much power as a as a government and they are now launching their own cover, their own credit card. This is the technocracy. These are the people who are doing the off world preparations, you see. That's what I mean by the new slaves are not in chains, they're in debt. And if they can get these people here, right, if they can get people to to be stuck and used to universal basic income, welfare, donations, charity, credit, debt, debt slaves forever, forever owed to, to, to the state, forever owed to these corporations, you see. And, 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 and just like that, they have a permanent working class, a permanent a force of people who will do whatever menial labor they need to do, who will create whatever these people want. When I'm talking about the article I wrote for Elysium, or the, the, the article that I wrote for uh, AWD News, the Elysium for Elites, getting the getting uh, the, the, the the oligarchs off off world. The idea is so that they could have like, you know, these 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 breakaway civilizations in these uh, substratosphere atmospheric areas to where they can just rule us as if they're like the new Mount Olympus, as if they're these new gods embodied or emboldened by all this technology. 
and us down here, the lowly humans, sitting here creating all this stuff for them. This is, but, but, but this is the world that they want to try to create, you see. Uh, but let me get into this article because it plays a part into uh, Jeff Bezos, Jeff Bezos's Blue Origin, uh, talking about space exploration and that crazy push that we're going to see here in the future. Uh, but this is by Nicholas Col- Nick Colas of Data Track Research. Uh, it was reposted by Zero Hedge. We put this up June 11. It says Amazon launches credit card for deadbeats. Amazon launched a new credit card offering today for individuals with bad or no credit. If disruptive innovation always starts with addressing the low end of the market, and it does, then this move merits attention. If anyone has the technological horsepower to crack the low end of the financial services marketplace, it's Amazon. Most of what passes for disruptive innovation doesn't actually fit into uh, description well. Uh, doesn't actually fit into description too well. We haven't talked about this idea for a while, so here's a reminder. Harvard Business School, uh, Harvard Business School professor Clayton Christensen, original disruption paradigm describes a business that starts life addressing the lo- the low end of the market. To be profitable, competing in this segment, the company has a unique edge. Think Japanese lean manufacturing in the auto industry, or Amazon's original business of selling books on the internet. Both were novel for their time and gave a, a, a definable competitive, definable competitive financial advantage. Uh, since these new entrants are only attacking the low end of a market, established competitors seed ground since they don't make any much money here anyway. Over time, the new company moves upscale using the, simp- the same competitive advantage. Again, established companies retreat since they still have the high end to keep them profitable. Eventually, the upstarts become the status quo as the old guard dies and the whole new cycle begins anew. We bring up... We re- we bring all this up because Amazon's news today is that it's launching a secure credit card for individuals with bad or no credit. History fits the pattern better than a lot of the things did for disruption these days. A few details. And it's talking about how essentially they just want to be able to give credit. It's called Amazon's Credit Builder uh, as the idea to give credit to people who don't have credit. Well, who do you think that'll be? The people that are coming here who already don't have credit? The people who are unable to build credit in a society like this? You see? And now you have Fedbook, their WhatsApp, saying that they're going to target and threaten people for their off-platform behavior. So think about this. Think about this. Building credit where you have none, essentially creating you your own credit through this company that is just like taking over everything. This is the technocracy. This is the, oligarch- this is, this is the oligopoly that we see being created right now. The consolidation of power. The technocracy. Years ago, right? 2016, Whenever I talked about Donald Trump trumping in the technocracy, it doesn't sound so far off now, does it? It doesn't. The guys all over the country, all over the world, all the time, literally changing the face of the world through a tweet and, th- and moving at lightning speed. We have so much stuff happening that it literally does spin people's heads. You see. And this is why I want to make a quick shameless plug to go ahead and get our Disobey Big Brother t-shirt. So you can constantly tell people to disobey Big Brother on the go. Because in the world that we're moving into, automation, saying no is essentially like a power world, a power word. But uh, let me get into this real quick. While, while we're talking about Amazon, Jeff Bezos, the idea of just like creating eternal debt slaves. That's the best way that I can think about this. <laughs> eternal debt slaves is, is, is the easiest way that I can think about this. Um, 
you know, he's got his workers that, that, that build him things, but debt slaves are a different thing, you see. And, and, and without reining in this unruly beast of a company, we're not necessarily sure to see the types of effects that they're having. But check this out. Uh, and this is, this is, again, going to pick up more steam in the future with Donald Trump announcing the Space Force and with other people pushing towards space, the space race. Right here, Amazon's Bezos. Space exploration, space exploration is necessary to save the Earth. This is said by Cor Laura Kolodny of Technocracy News. We put this up June 7th. And before I read that, read this article to you guys, I don't think that, as I said before, you know, I, I, also, I said that I think we should fix our issues here before we try to take them off world. Otherwise, we're just going to be perpetuating the cycle. Are we going to get off world? We haven't even been to the moon yet. You know, let's, let's, let, let's keep it real. But I also think it's important to have these types of aspirations because we're going to increase technology, understand the human, the human condition, the, the human experience that much deeper, uh, and so much more. Now, ideologically, I can get behind it. Practicality, that'll be something else different. Uh, but let me get into this article right here. It says, apparently, AOC's Green New Deal isn't enough to save the Earth. Jeff Bezos now says we must also send humanity into space. The logical end of technocracy, which is based in scientism, is always lunacy. Bezos said, quote, predictions on a 10-year time frame are hard to make and often wrong. The only good thing is nobody goes and checks. But then he offered a few broad predictions anyway. He said he believes robots will soon be able to grasp, the, to, will soon be able to grasp objects as well as humans within a decade, including in commercial settings. And he said he expects great advances in machine learning, artificial intelligence, and biotech over the next decade. But Bezos added, quote, I do get asked quite frequently what's going to change in the next 10 years. I'm rarely, I, I'm, I'm rarely get asked, and it's probably more important, and I encourage you to think about this, is the question, what's not going to change? The answer to that question can allow you to can allow you to organize your activities. You can work on those things with the confidence to know that all the energy you put into them today is still going to pay dividends in the years to come. As an example, he said, in Amazon's e-commerce business, in a decade, people will still want low prices, fast shipping, and big selection. Nobody's going to say, Jeff, I love Amazon. I wish you would deliver a little more slowly. I love Amazon. I wish your prices were a little, a little higher, the CEO quipped. Freshwater asked Bezos why Blue Origin is focused on lunar exploration. The company is building a lunar lander and aims to help return astronauts to the moon. Bezos said, the, quote, the reason we go to space, in my view, is to save the Earth. He said, while he doesn't expect this to happen in his lifetime, he believes that in future generations, humankind needs to, be, needs, to be mo needs to move heavy industry off Earth and leave Earth as our residence. Noble idea. A noble idea, and I don't think it'll happen in our generation, but we can hope to look forward to it. I hope to, you know. Uh, but is this the next generation? Is is this just a new religion that we see being built? Scientism, space, and all this type of stuff. I'm sure the flat earthers would have their own uh, few things to say, as they're in, as they're allowed to. Uh, but this is this is what I mean. You see, this is the world that we find ourselves living in. Strange times. People want hope, but they're not sure where to go. You know, and and because of the times that we are in, because you have people like Jeff Bezos. Building, building all of his whatever, his Amazon and his Blue Origin. Uh, you now have NASA trying to compete 
trying to raise funds, essentially. That's what I saw whenever I was reading this post. You have NASA trying to offer $50 million rides to the space station and $35,000 night stays in, an over, in a suite overlooking planet Earth. You have astronaut Christina Koch talking about it. You guys can go find that post on the page. Uh, but essentially what they're trying to say is, is, is space is open for business. This is the weaponization of space as well as the commer- commercialization of space, the Space Force. Now, like I said, I don't think we'll go to Galaplaxius 9. I don't know if we'll have Klingons and all kinds of other different races. We'll see what we'll build here in, in America or across the world with all these transgender people. Who knows? We might become the vampires. We might make ourselves into werewolves. We'll see. You see, but that's not alien. But I digress. You get, you, you get my point. We're becoming very, very strange in this future that we're creating. And if we don't take the time to take a step back and ask the questions of where we're going and why this is happening, <laughs> well, this, then it's going to have twice as much of the, as an effect. Who would have thought just trying to be normal would be so crazy in 2019? But that's, that's it. You can't be normal. You have to be crazy. You have to be eccentric. You have to be wild. You have to be out there. You have to be fantastical. I wanted to read this article about how they're, you know, sending people into space who want to pay for it. And this isn't Virgin Galactic, but that's what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to allude to the fact that this is the reality now. They have the technology to send it if you have the money. They, they, they are working in space. They are weaponizing it. They are building things out there. And that's why they have to put Flat Earth into the conspiratorial uh, community so that we condemn these things, so that we doubt them. And at the same time, so we don't encourage uh, uh, the advancement of technology. Some people are associating that with capitalism. But this is another discussion for another day. Because we are running out of time here, and I do want to effectively wrap this up and say thank you for for spending time with us. I want to close out this season playing this crazy-looking little video of a strange humanoid caught on camera. And for our audio listeners, clearly you can't you can't see this because you're listening. Uh, but I'll describe it for you because it's only like 10 seconds long. But it's like this little... There's a shadow that pops out over here. And then there's some weird looking Dobby creature. Could be like a could be like a puppet, could be like a little robot thing. Uh but essentially what it is is we're watching this this security camp footage and it looks like there's some weird little little creature that walked up to the door, didn't get let in, and is walking off down the street. Now, what I'm trying to say is that there's all kinds of strange videos out there on the internet, whether or not they're aliens, whether or not they're UFOs, whether or not there's something strange, that can be left up for debate. But what I am trying to say is that we're because of the strange times that we are moving into, you're going to start seeing even more wild things. And we have to keep an open mind. I, I, I Not so open that our brain falls out, right? And not too closed that we won't let water in. But we have to keep an open mind to what's going on. Could there be aliens here? Could there be uh, uh, humans among us that actually aren't humans? Where are we going in this idea of, of, of the transhuman space, of this transgender movement? of reality to where things aren't normal. You see, to where we know things aren't normal and we actually encourage uh, the abnormality, to where we encourage the lunacy. You see, it truly does blow my mind uh, trying to think about everything that's out there, trying to put all this stuff together. How does this tie into the off-world preparations? Well, what if, the, what if all the creatures, the aliens, and everything else that we thought are out there, what if they're already here, intermingling with us? times are so crazy, would we even notice them? Heck, we'd probably give them their own hashtag movement and support it. 
And that's what I mean by annihilating nature, the great inversion, the strange times that we find ourselves in. And that's why we have to do everything within our power to remain vigilant. But I'll tell you what, gang, I'm going to have to say sayonara. I'm going to have to say goodbye. Because as much as I'd like to keep up this great show, this great work, and doing all this fantastical uh, uh, compiling for you people, I have to say adios. It's time for us to hit the old dusty trail. That's it, folks. Season 8 has come to an end. And what I'm going to do, because of uh, because I do want to treat this the right way, uh, I, I, I want to close this one out. And then whenever I, I release this, publicly I want to take the time to say thank you to everybody that 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 did this that, 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 that that's here uh, that's really with me as we try to build this type of work and build this type of thing because this is not easy and this is not normal this is uh this is the this is so challenging and so so fulfilling that I just want to say thank you I want to say thank you guys uh, for allowing me in your life and I know I say that all the time but I, but I really want you to understand what I mean by saying thank you uh, for allowing me in your life to do this type of work because it's not easy and I'll be right here with you along the way, every kind of way. Fighting what I can, being the best that I can, not only for myself but for you and for everybody else out there. And I'll say that in depth on the other side. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the season finale. This is Trafficking in Souls, Annihilating Nature, and off-world preparations. Whoa. And just like that, we're done. We're done for season eight. Sounds crazy, but uh, (laughs) it's good. It's good and bad, all the things that we have going on. You know, I wanted to kind of talk about this in the last segment uh, with the space developments that were going on. They found a, a, a sizable mass as big as Hawaii on the moon. So this is just crazy, I think, to, to see all these types of developments take place. I could talk about World War III basically happening right there on the horizon, but I really do feel like there are other things that, that are taking place that are of equal importance. However, I just wanted to say thank you to you guys. Thank you for challenging me to do better for all of us. Thank you for taking the time to hear my inconsistencies and attempts at corrections. Thank you for giving me your time, even though if you think it's inconsequential, it's really not. You know, as times become more, even more intense, it's becoming even more apparent that a new level of awareness and perception are required for the full interpretation and integration, and as I always say, understanding of things. 2019. Season 8 has shown me the incalculable number of things that I can't talk about, all of which I try to distill for you guys. Really, gang, thank you so much uh, for tuning into this season. We've had a lot of great guests on. We've had people uh, like Justin Harvey of We Are Change, Jason Bassler of the Free Thought Project, Taylor Kopp of Social Emotions, Adam Nix and J.C. Abbott of the Wayfinder Podcast, uh, Riza Islam of the Nation of Islam, the 100 and Confronted Team, uh, Charles of Truth is Terrorism, Jay of Truth is Our Religion, Rob of Truth and v- of Vibration, Josh of Laws of Reality. We have so many different things that we've done in this season, and it really is thanks. It, it really is because of you guys. Like, 
I, I, I really can't explain it. We've grown so much, we've done so much, and we're going to keep doing so much because of you. And as you guys are seeing this happen, imagine where we're going to be two or three years from now. Things that are intensifying, and with us stepping our game up in this information war, in this battle for consciousness, on the war on consciousness, and all the things that we see taking place. However, gang, that's all I really have for you. Uh, I want to say, download the show notes. Go to our episode article. Download the show notes if you want to see all the stuff that we compiled together for you guys here. Uh, you know, uh, we are going to be probably doing a separate transmission for the Weaponizing Consciousness expansion because we do have a lot of stuff prepared for all that. Like I said, we are still doing our post-seasonal sale for 20% off store-wide with promo code LIBERATION. Make sure you become an exclusive member for all that. I'll see you guys in two to three weeks, back in July. Other than that, have a great time. Stay safe out there. And remember, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Expose lies and share truth. This is Noise Air, Freedom Faction, and the whole family. Out.